0: Hello, and welcome to the Homeschool Sanity Show, your prescription for happier, healthier homeschooling. I'm your host, Dr. Melanie Wilson, Christian psychologist turned homeschooling mother of six. Let's get started. Hey, homeschoolers. You may be like me and wonder exactly what occupational therapy is and how it can be of benefit in your homeschool. In this episode, I interview Sarah Collins. I think you're going to love her. Before I do, though, I want to thank my sponsor, CTC Math. Are you looking for a new math curriculum? CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning. Favorably reviewed in Kathy Duffy's 102 Top Picks, and the old schoolhouse crew review. The lessons are short and concise to help your children break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. The lessons are taught the traditional way, not to a test. Each one of the video tutorials is taught by an internationally acclaimed teacher, Pat Murray, who is renowned for teaching math concepts in a simple, easy-to-understand way, and in only a few minutes at a time. CTC Math uses a multi-sensory approach, having the combination of effective graphics and animation synchronized with the voice of a friendly teacher together with practical assessment. This three-pronged attack makes learning so much easier and more effective. Even students who struggled with math are getting fantastic results and those who were doing okay before are now doing brilliantly. Visit ctcmath.com today to start your free trial. Now for my interview with Sarah Collins. Sarah is an occupational therapist with a background in both pediatrics and home health, and a homeschooling parent. Sarah was first introduced to homeschooling in 2016, while working as an OT in a client's home, she was amazed at the learning atmosphere and opportunities within the home. Now, as an OT homeschooling her own family, she noticed that parents, though experts on their own children, were invariably asking the same questions and needed resources. As a result, Collins Academy Therapy Services was established with the dual purpose of educating parents on how to create homeschools specifically designed for students' needs and training occupational therapists to best serve the homeschool community, together guiding children towards their specific purpose in life. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me here on the Homeschool Sanity Show. I would like to begin by having you introduce yourself and your family to us, and then tell us why you decided to homeschool.
1: So I am Sarah Collins. We um, live here in Pennsylvania. We, I now have a 12-year-old who's almost 13. She's very um, tweening out here. And then, <laughs> then I have a 10-year-old and a 5-year-old. And we started homeschooling, I think, so now we're going into our fifth year. Um, we started, honestly, purely because of a, a move. Um, I was a full-time occupational therapist working outside of the home. Um, I re- That's how I was going to help serve, you know, with, by working in people's homes, and my kids were going to public school, and... You know, my husband and I started dating. I was 14 and he was 13 and we just had our whole like this was the whole plan. (laughs) You know, it was not um, not a joke. So (laughs) we I was working, like I said, full time and um, actually going in a client's home. And at that point, I was doing home health care. So when you do that, it's typically older adults and you go into their homes and help them to get back to doing the things that they want to do or need to do within their homes. So. I was working with, we'll just call her grandma over here, and then she lived with her daughter and son, or son and daughter-in-law, and then, so the daughter was homeschooling her kids, and I just kind of watched and looked around, and the atmosphere of her home just seemed so different than mine, where, you know, I was rushing out of the house in the morning. I had about 37 bags on at one point, point, I had, like, (laughs) the breast pump and I'm pumping in (laughs) the car and truck drivers are waving down at me and and then my kids bags and their lunches and my work bag and I mean I just had so many things and was running out the door and then I pick up my kids and then we would run out the door to you know their next field hockey or you know whatever
0: um
1: and so it just seemed very different in her home um and right about that same time, she she was like, "Sarah, I just feel like I need to tell you about this homeschooling thing." I was like, "Great, that's wonderful," but I work full time, um, <laughs> and I can't do it. And <laughs> she was like, "All right," but you know, we kind of sat down. She actually came over to my house. We went over like kind of what she does on a daily basis and what that looked like. And then, lo and behold, it was about three weeks later. Actually, my husband he's a golf course superintendent, so we always follow his job um to the different golf courses and whatever and he was recruited to come up here to Pennsylvania and at that point we could move and um it just worked out. at that point it was like April and so I was like I just want to give this a, a try
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um so we did and we met a fantastic group of people here in Pennsylvania um, it really just helped us to fit in and find a community of people and so we did that and we kind of haven't looked back
0: Wow. So did you stop working then as an OT? So I stopped working um,
1: as an OT uh, in that manner. So I stopped working outside of the home as an OT. I spent two years just home with my kids and homeschooling. Um, and then at, at that point I was keeping up my OT license and I was working, um, not really working, but I went to a uh, handwriting without tears workshop to keep up my CEUs. And when I was there, I was talking to the, I don't know, the teacher, what do you call them? The presenter? I don't know. <laughs> the, the person in charge. And she said, Sarah, you don't know how many homeschool families there are that would just benefit from being able to ask questions to an occupational therapist or to figure out how to put OT into their homeschools. And I said, oh, that's that's really interesting. Good to know. Um, but I can't do that. I don't have time for that. <laughs> Later on that same week, I had a family, a friend of mine whose daughter has cerebral palsy, and she called me she was like, I just need to run some stuff by you. It's great. That's wonderful. So we did that, and we were hanging up, and she was like, Sarah, you should really think about doing this and talking to other families because there, there's a big need for what you do. I said, all right, well, okay, that's number two. And so then <laughs> two days later, three days later, all within the same week, I opened up. I do um, like a morning Bible study, just quiet time by myself, and I opened it up, the app on my phone um, for a devotional, and the first one that came up was devotions for um entrepreneurs. And at that point I was kind of like, all right, well, (laughs) you know, that's three things. One week, here we go. So yeah, so that was in, um, yeah, it was pretty clear, you know? And so that was in 2019. Um, and it took me until October of that year to kind of go through what's that going to look like for our family. And I have no idea how to start a business and Mm -hmm. what do you, you know, how do I even meet people? And what does that look like? Um, And the legal part of it, it took that long to get through all of that. So Mm -hmm. I opened in October of
0: 2019. Wow. And so you've been working Mm -hmm. with homeschooling families since then. Fantastic. Homeschooling
1: families since then.
0: Fantastic. I lost you. Okay. Yeah. Okay all right well that is a fascinating introduction so now we should really define for our listeners what occupational therapy is because it can be confusing right when you have you have physical therapy you have occupational therapy you have speech therapy and you know what what is the difference so can you tell us what is occupational therapy and how does it relate to homeschooling?
1: Hopefully this is gonna work because you're kind of breaking in and out here, but um, hopefully you'll be able to hear what I'm saying. So the question, if I think I heard you right, (laughs) was how does occupational therapy relate to
0: homeschooling? Yes, and what is it specifically? Okay, it's, you're frozen, so hold on. Okay, there you are. Can you hear me?
1: I think so. Hold on, I'm trying to, I'm changing what I'm set up on too here. I'm giving myself okay. a hotspot to see if that will Okay,
0: help. okay. Usually I'm really.
1: All right. Can you hear me? I can. Okay. I can hear you now. All right. So can you ask that last, the question again? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Okay. So um, can you clarify for us what occupational therapy is? Because I think sometimes it's confusing when we have um, physical therapy, we have speech therapy, and we have psychotherapy, (laughs) and then there's occupational therapy. And so what is that Exactly, and how does it relate to homeschooling?
1: So, it's actually really funny the number of people that have asked me, like, Well, are you going to help me with the job? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> that's, not, that's not what I do. Um, occupational therapy, it comes the word occupation actually dates back to around the 1800s. We don't use it that much now, which is why people get so confused. But what we Look at it as anything and everything that a person needs and wants to do so an occupation could be anything from getting in and out of the shower, it could be um, wanting to learn to knit and needing you know the fine motor skills or whatever to do that it could be. For so much of what I do with homeschooling, it's things like I want to learn to read and I need to um, be able to sit and focus with what my mom is saying, or I need to have the executive functioning skills to um, organize my day, all things like that. So I don't actually work on jobs, but what I do do, I um, work with homeschooling families and we look at things like the person, the environment, and the occupation. So within the person, I usually look at things like motor skills or process skills, um, sometimes social skills even. We look at all of those, the skills themselves, um, or we'll look at the environment, so the um, Where, what does your desk setup look like? Or what is the organization of your day? What things kind of go first, third, second? And would a visual schedule help? You know, we kind of go through the whole day in that. And then the occupation is what is it that you specifically and your child specifically need and want to do? So anything from, like I said, it could be, you know, reading. Um, So what kind of curriculum are you using? Or how do you have um, the setup of your? you know, book. I say that a lot because we, that's one of the other reasons why this started for us. Um, my son specifically really, really struggled with reading and, um, it kind of came down to, you know, I was like, it's okay. You know, we don't have to be at a specific time, which is one of the beautiful things of homeschooling. But when he started to get frustrated, um, which really actually happened, my the neighborhood where I live, there were a bunch of boys who had set up and they were going to have a club. But to get into the club, you had to be able to read the rules. And my son couldn't do it and he was really frustrated, right? So at that point I was like, all right, we need to dig into this a little bit more because you're angry and you're frustrated and you feel like you're stupid because that's what he was saying. Mm-hmm. So we started really looking into what is happening here. Um and it turns out he he was a preemie. He was born at 32 weeks and his eyes were not developed. The musculature around his eyes did not develop at the time that they should or typically should. Mm -hmm. Um, So he would be reading with one eye because the other eye was too tired to do. And then it would, when his, when his eye muscles would get tired, he would switch together. So it looked like that the words were moving on the page. Mm. Nobody can read with your eyes moving on the page. (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) So oh, and that, I mean, we did use vision therapy as well, but then there was so much that I could do within our own home. Um, we did a whole lot of visual scanning outside. So we would go bird watching and we'd be looking from left to right. We did, you know, when we were sitting down, we would do um, hidden pictures or, and we would really work on the visual scanning. We would do things like looking far away and then looking right back down in front of us, um, playing lots of visual games like sequence and, um, so all of those things are, the they were the occupations that I was using to build the occupation. Does mm-hmm. that make sense?
0: Mm-hmm, it does. Wow. That's fascinating. Now, um, were you able to diagnose your son's difficulty or did you get another uh, professional to help you with that?
1: So I, uh, occupational therapists cannot diagnose. I so say no. Um, I really knew, I kind of knew what was happening. I had taken a lot of um, courses in this type of thing when I was going through, but I know how to do some of the treatment, not the diagnosis. Okay. So we started actually with, um, we went into a developmental ophthalmologist and started there. Um, and she then helped us to find the vision therapist that we needed. We also, we went into the school system because I wanted to see, have some testing to see if he needed accommodations. Mm-hmm. So for us here in Pennsylvania, you have to have standardized assessments when you are in third grade, fifth grade, and ninth grade. Um, and at that point, he was he was in, I think he was in second grade. He must've been second grade. But I wanted to, and I also wanted to make sure that I was doing the right things to be helping him. So we went into the school system and they were great, you know, with their testing and, and everything They gave me, you know, beautiful report, and then they did offer for him to come into the Wilson to come into the school for a Wilson Reading Program, and it's like, oh, that's that's great. Can you tell me a little bit about what that classroom would look like? And uh, <laughs> the the teacher was like, well, the walls are blue, and I was like, oh, no, 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 <laughs> I know what a classroom literally looks like (laughs) I needed to know like what the environment would do. I they didn't know what to do with us. They really, Uh you know, as they were were like, I I don't do you know what a classroom looks like? I do. Um, (laughs) So yeah, so we didn't end up going in at all. We started with Orton Gillingham here at home with all about reading and all about spelling and for us that that worked mm-hmm. um beautifully and he's now reading and um so having that the cur- the right curriculum having a bunch of different exercises that i could do at home and ways that we could build um you know the vision therapy but also i mean not specifically vision therapy but building therapy into our day i mean therapy i say because i was doing it you know um and then, so that was looking at those specific skills, but then also setting up his environment. I mean, so much of what I do when I'm making sure that he's doing copy work, I have to make sure, and he knows this now, he does it well himself. You know, the book has to be set up in a certain way. Um, we put it on a slant and then his paper is right underneath him. Um, he usually sits on like a wiggle, um, uh, Boso ball kind of thing, but it's for a seat just to give him some more input so that he can focus on what he's doing. And, um, so I've been able to add that stuff into the day for him here.
0: Mm, Wow. Um, I think God really knew, uh, who would be the perfect mother uh, for your son. (laughs) How, how wonderful is that? Um, you know, you, you knew obviously because of your training that your son needed occupational therapy services, and you were able to provide those. But I'm wondering if you can help my listeners know when do they need to seek out occupational uh, therapy in their homeschool?
1: So again, occupational therapy targets any occupation where a person is not able to engage in what they need and they want to do. So what I say is if you are feeling really frustrated or your child is feeling really frustrated with what you guys have decided he needs to do or she needs to do, then seek out that help. You know, OTs can work through anything. So um, when I say work through anything, I mean, they can help you problem solve different ways again, whether it's in the person the environment or the occupation. Um, So There is either through the medical model, which if you have a specific diagnosis, then absolutely, you can typically go get help that way and insurance should cover it. Um, You can go through the educational model, which would be going over to the public school system and having testing done, and then they would see where your child falls um, according to their developmental models and baseline that way. Um, What I do is work specifically with the family. So I don't do what I would call direct therapy. So I don't like do teletherapy working with children. What I do is work specifically with the parents and do education on what accommodations can you make within your own homeschool. And again, kind of what skills sometimes if there are a lot of skills that need to be developed within the person. So again, that is anything like motor skills, process skills, um, or even social skills, um, then if they need that specifically, then I have OTs that have taken a course from me on homeschooling so that when you go into there, you're not like, oh, how do you socialize your children? And you probably shouldn't be homeschooling your kids. <laughs> they need to, you know, no. So <laughs> we, because of that, um, that's why I developed that course for other occupational therapists so that they can know more about us and about homeschooling. And you're not going to get the same questions of, well, the walls are blue in here in the class. You won't get that because these are OTs that have <laughs> that understand homeschooling. So a lot of times I'll refer out to different OTs in different states.
0: Okay. Fantastic. I love it. And so you're you're really answering my next question, which is how can you find an occupational therapist in your area who is is going to be able to work with you respectfully um, when you're a homeschooling family, and I know that's a big, big concern whenever you're wanting to seek any kind of professional services for your family.
1: So the first thing that I say is that you and every parent here hopefully feels this, that you are the expert in your child, right? And so when you can go into a situation, or you're going into a therapist, or you're going into even to the doctor, and you're like, I'm the expert in my kid, you kind of walk in with that. um, Then those questions, they even if they are well meaning, um, you're more willing to answer. Does that make sense? A little like, when you're walking in with that confidence, then they're not going to question you so much. Um, So that's my first thing is just know that, know that you are an expert. The second thing is you can always ask. I mean, you can talk to a therapist before. Have you ever worked with a homeschool family? Um, What are your opinions on homeschooling? I mean, you can ask these questions just as much as they can ask you questions. Mm -hmm. Um, Because what you're looking for is someone who's going to be on your team and someone who's going to work with you um, so that you can help your children. I mean, really, if you're sending your kid into therapy and they're doing who knows what for an hour back in, back in a room and you're sitting out here and then they just, you know, drop your kid back to you, you're not carrying anything over. What you really want to be working with is a therapist who's either going to let you watch or is going to do a lot of parent education with you. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, like I said, I'm working on building a network of occupational therapists around the country. Um I started the course not too long ago. I think we're on our fourth month now. Um so I do not have an OT in every state. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to occupational therapy, you can always tell them. Hey, <laughs> there's a course on on uh, homeschooling. If you have any questions, um homeschool OT, Sarah Collins is your person. So uh send send your OTs my way too. Um, but really Every occupational therapist is is different and has different skill sets. So when you're going in and asking, being open with questions, that's that's the best way to go.
0: Fantastic. I love it. So, as parents, you know you've alluded to this already, but we often have to advocate um, for our kids, with professionals, whatever professional that we see. Are there specific questions that you would recommend that we ask professionals that we are going to be working with or specific ways that we can advocate for our child that you recommend?
1: So when you're going in to talk to an occupational therapist or to any professional, I mean again, I've felt this on on both sides. You know, I I talk a lot about it as being on one side of the table or the other because when I went in with my son for the IEP you know there's this big table this big group of people and they're all sitting around there and I did I felt even being an OT was I did field work and and internships in the schools so I'd been on the other side of that table but it was still intimidating um and I don't think it it's not supposed to be I mean So what I really had to do for myself and even for my husband, we talked about this before was really think about when I'm walking in there, they're going to share their expertise, but I'm going to share my expertise Mm -hmm. in my kid. So I am really the expert in that situation. And so that's what I'm hoping that parents can walk away and feel like when they're walking into the room, that they know that what they have to say is valued. So I would ask any therapist or any professional, what is your policy on parent involvement? If they're saying, we don't really do that, you know, we come at you, you (laughs) drop your kid off and you, you know, we, we do the treatment and then, you know, we go on, which unfortunately, because of productivity on therapist side, you know, we have to see a certain number of families for reimbursement and I get it. Um, But there are a lot of other ways therapy is happening now or that um, communication with parents is happening now. Some are using Google classroom and passing out handouts and all of that stuff is what I would be looking for. So definitely ask about parent involvement. I would ask about like, what is your environment of your therapy center? Like, you know, like, are you dropping this kiddo off into a, um, a big sensory gym? Okay. Well, that would, that's great. Um, but then, how does that carry over into your home setting later? Mm. Um, are you dropping them off to somewhere where they're going to do a lot of seated table work when you don't do that at home? Um, or maybe you do do that at home. And so that works out very well, but you always should be asking about the environment. There's a bazillion therapy um, practices now that are opening that are nature based, which suits so many homeschools. So, well, especially if you're following Waldorf or Charlotte Mason or anything like that, being outside really, really works well. And I have a number of OTs that I've worked through and gone through the course who are doing nature-based therapy because it does go along with homeschooling so well. So parent involvement and the environment of the therapy center would be my top two questions. Mm.
0: Excellent. Excellent. I I wouldn't have known any of that. (laughs) So um, I, 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 I'm so thrilled um, that you contacted me um, to you know come on the podcast and help educate my audience about um, the resources that are available to them um, i I think sometimes there's so much fear um, around opening yourself up to um, an outside professional who who might um, you know, be very negative about your parenting, your approach about homeschooling in general, and I, I think it's unfortunate that we can miss out on a lot of really great help um, for our kids. Um, so I
1: think when we take on educating our children, you know, not only are we trying to raise you know nice humans and kind people and um, but we're also responsible for, for educating them. And that is a whole level, another level. Um, For me, when we started, that mom guilt was real when I was like, oh my gosh, I'm now taking, taking on all of this. And Mm -hmm. so I even, when I had to go and take my son somewhere for, you know, for vision therapy and for this diagnosis, I was like, well, maybe if he had been in the public school, it wouldn't have happened. Or maybe they would have found it earlier. And again, like, I am an OT and I'm a professional in this. And I still had that. Mm -hmm. So I recognize that. Um, But if there's one thing, you know, that hopefully someone can take away from this podcast is that again, you are the expert in your children and getting help is there's so many resources out there Um, more and more, you know, as the number of homeschoolers are growing, there are more and more resources out there. Um, So we're here and we're here to help because if you are making this choice to homeschool, it's possible, it's doable, and we're here to help you make it happen.
0: Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not only possible and doable, but in so many circumstances, it's the best choice possible uh, for your child. Um, You know, it's, I've seen so many examples of kids who have, you know, various learning challenges or physical challenges and the home environment and a loving teacher who is determined to help her child learn no matter what obstacles stand in the way. I mean, there's, how, how can you compete with that? (laughs) And the
1: one-on-one education and the, or even the five-on-one, if you have five kids or (laughs) 12-on-one, who cares? It's still, it is, um, more and you are again. You're the expert in your kid. You're also their number one advocate. I mean, you you are providing fantastic. Um, just just the support that you're providing your children can go such a long way.
0: Yes. Well, I hope that encourages you in your homeschooling too. Um, and I I want to wrap up by asking you how my listeners can get in touch with you. And I'm going to say ahead of time, don't worry if you're riding in the car, driving the car, and you can't write this down because I'm going to have all of this information in the show notes. Um, But how can they reach out to you?
1: I am on Instagram. And on Instagram, I do weekly, well, more like bi-weekly no, by monthly. I always get those terms wrong. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) By monthly. So two times a month, I do different themes or um, topics where occupational therapy and homeschooling go together. Um, So right now I'm actually doing one that's homeschooling summer school so that it's kind of looking at what, what do we do within the summer? That's going to keep us building, um, and our progress moving forward. I'm looking at some of the routine of our day, some of the, um, skills that I'm working on building within my own kids. So all of that type of, all of those things are on Instagram. I've done a number of other series like handwriting and um, oh, just so many of that trauma, so many things where OT and homeschooling come together. So that's one way. And what's, your,
0: what's your account name on Instagram?
1: Homeschool OT.
0: Everything homeschool. is homeschool OT. Yep. Homeschool OT. Perfect.
1: And then I have a website, which is Homeschool OT. Um and there's a, a lot of there's blogs and lots of information on there. There's also that's how if you wanted a consultation with me, that's how you would do that. There's a nice spot that says get started. <laughs> so okay. you would do that. Um that's also where the course is housed if you have occupational therapists that you want to recommend that to. Um that's on homeschool OT as well. Um and then you can always email me, which is Sarah at homeschoolot.com.
0: Well, that is very easy. I love it. Thank you so much, Sarah. I really, really appreciate the information that you shared, and I love your story. I, um, I expect that my listeners just love hearing people's stories about how they came to homeschooling because it, I, I just find it fascinating. It's like everyone has a different story.
1: Everyone has a different
0: story. Yep. Homeschools that are alike because of that. And right. It's so beautiful. It is, it is, and we can all uh, benefit, you know, no matter what reason we come to homeschooling um, for. So, well, thank you so much, Sarah. I really, really appreciate your time with us today. You're
1: very welcome. Awesome. I really had a good time. So,
0: thank you. To connect with Sarah, and to find the link to CTC Math, visit the show notes page at HomeschoolSanity.com/ot. Join me next time as we discuss how to make your homeschool a heck yes. Have a happy homeschool week. Thank you for joining me. Happy, healthy homeschooling can be yours. It begins with one small step. Let's continue the conversation on social media. I'm at Psycho with Six. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.